Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, Living Life in the Spirit. I hope you're having a blessed Shavuot. I hope that uh, you have had a, a great extended Sabbath. What an awesome time to be set aside in the presence of Yahovah. Have you taken time to be in his presence? Have you taken time to inquire of Yahovah? What a blessed day it is that we are here to receive power from on high. So anyway, we're going to share a little bit tonight. We're just going to get set up here right now. So just give me a couple of seconds as we get things organized. If you're just tuning in, uh, give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. And we look forward to the broadcast this evening. And what we're going to share, we're going to be sharing from the book of Acts chapter 2. So looking forward to what the Father's going to do. We've got Mary in North Carolina. Welcome. Shalom, shalom. Good to see you. Uh, Sabbath Shalom to Cassandra as well. Good to see you. Got to check what shirt I'm wearing to find out what the feed is. I've got to pin to the top. There we go. Okay, let's do that there. All right, so if you're just tuning in, awesome. Get ready for what the Father is going to do today. I'm looking forward to this time in the Word. Welcome, Russell. Good to see you in Liverpool in the UK. Welcome. Blessings to you. Blessings to everyone that's just tuning in. Oh, I tell you, I'm fired up. I'm excited about what the Father's doing uh, in uh, our lives. I, I see that corporately there's a, a move of the Spirit that's taking place across the nations of the world, that people's expectations are on a high. So praise Yahovah. Hi, Lola. Good to see you. Thanks for joining Florida in the USA. Thank you, Father. Okay, so I've just got to check uh, that we have our feed in YouTube. And once we've done that, we're going to make a start this evening. Yes, there we go. That's working fine. Excellent. Okay, let me hit the button on here. All right, we've got Oscar uh, from Zambia. Welcome, Oscar. Thanks for joining. Shavuotov. Shavuot blessings to you too. We've got Esther in Australia. Welcome Monday morning. <laughs> you're already on Mondays. Excellent. Good to see you, Esther. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a blessed Shavuot. Anyway, we're going to press in on Acts chapter 2 and just spend some time in the Word. Um, we're going to share uh, who knows what order we're going to do, how we're going to do things, but we just want to be led by the Spirit and uh, just press in. Um, it's, it's a blessing that we can come together and do these devotions. Why are we here? We're here to be edified, to be built up so that we can apply our lives to make a difference for the kingdom. We're here to be fine-tuned for what purpose? So that your devotion, that my devotion, will strengthen our walk in Messiah. We are called to make disciples of all nations. And in making disciples, it's not just about teaching, but it's about introducing people to the Ruach HaKodesh, to the Holy Spirit. He will be your teacher, your counselor. He will be your guide. And what have we talked about in these past days? We've talked about, it doesn't mean, oh, I've got the Holy Spirit, so I can just be in isolation. We are called to be together. We are called to work together, and we want to see the proclamation 
of his kingdom over our lives corporately and individually. You know, we come together to be encouraged. And I hope that there's something that you will hear today that will inspire you, that will bring encouragement to you, uh, move us into transformation. I also have recorded a, a little bit of a declaration as well for five, six minutes uh, for Shavuot, which we will put out as a separate, a separate feed, but it will be released uh, tonight. If, if you're on our email list, you would have had that sent in the last few hours, but I'll share that within the broadcast tonight because we should be making declaration. We should be proclaiming his word. His word is powerful. So I just take that time where I'm going to share that word. Welcome, Daryl. Good to see you. Shalom, brother. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Marfa. Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for the feasts. Oh, glory. Hallelujah for first fruits. Thank you, Father, that you care about every single one of us. Father, you care about the harvest of man. Father, you care about reaping the harvest that people will come into salvation. Father, that we can be those who are giving unto you, giving unto your bosom, Father, that we can be blessing you, Father, because of what you have done within our life. So it's a time of, of celebration. It's a time of harvest. It's a time of the first fruits being risen up before you. And Father, we worship you. Thank you for sending Yeshua. Thank you for everything that you have done. Uh, through his life, through his death, burial, and resurrection. We thank you for the covenant that we hold today, that we are not confused over the covenant, even though there's many churches out there with signs that have the word covenant in it, and they don't even have any idea what covenant that is that they are a part of. But Father, I thank you that you've opened our eyes so that we can understand the covenant of Yehovah and we can press into you. And Father, just... Uh, just renew our minds, Father, that we can be steadfast in your presence. We come against the assignments of the enemy. We come against the spirit of confusion. We break it in Yeshua's name. We want to be of right mind, right understanding. We ask for the miraculous move of your spirit within our lives. We break the assignments of the enemy. We ask, Father, that you flood our minds with the power of of the Ruach HaKodesh, that we will overcome in the power of your Spirit, that we are not just uh, going to walk anyway, but we are going to walk your way. We recognize who you are, and we recognize that your word is powerful. It's truth, and we want to see your word come to pass within our lives. We want to rejoice as we look at the feasts, as we look at the words that have been fulfilled but we also are in a place of hope and we look forward to the promises to yet be fulfilled. What a blessing it is to live in this day that we are living in a day where prophecy is being fulfilled and we are part of the fulfillment of prophecy before Yehovah. So if you're watching right now and you're dealing with issues in your heart and you need to correct uh, your, your position, you know, we want, we want to be positioned to hear. You, you ever hear someone when they're mad? Wah, wah, wah. They're mad. You know, you're trying to speak to them and they're screaming at you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Look, if you're mad, if you're, if you're in the wrong spirit, you're not going to hear from heaven. You want to hear from heaven? Then we just release the shalom, the peace of Yehovah. 
over your life right now. We just say, peace be still, for Yehovah is with you. Peace be still. Receive his peace tonight and receive his word. And I pray that as we read the scriptures that we will be encouraged. You know, when it comes to Shabbat, I don't want Shabbat to end. So it doesn't matter if it goes on to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. We just want to be blessed in the word, be encouraged in the word. And here we are at the end of Shavuot here in the land of Israel a number of hours ago. But I just want to be in the word. I want to stay in the word. I recognize there's other people in other parts of the world that are still in Shavuot. So I'm just joining with you. You know, I'm just joining the Shavuot party in your direction. And uh, for all of those who are in Australia and New Zealand and uh, that way, we just, uh, you know, you're in, you're in Monday. You're in Monday morning already. So we can all look back together and just have a little bit uh, more Shavuot. We don't want it to end. Why? Because we want to see the commissioning, the empowering, because it's not just a one-day event. Shavuot's not just about the moment. Yes, it's an appointment with Yehovah, but what happens when we meet with the king? We come away changed. Do you want to be the same, or do you want to come away changed? So we want to come away supernaturally changed in his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So anyway, like I said, you know, what, what's the title tonight? Uh, title tonight, Shavuot, Tradition and Freedom. Of course, what's one thing I can't stand? I cannot stand religion. I can't stand the traditions of religion. I want us to be able to walk in the truth, divide the word. And, you know, I don't want to be found in any form of tradition. So we need to hit head on that which is traditional and identify, is this scriptural or is it traditional? Look, you can have good traditions. If the good traditions that line up with the scripture praise the name of Yeshua, then truck on. That's fine. But when your traditions are based out of Catholic models or uh, rabbinical Judaism models, and, you know, you've lost me. You know, I'm not walking in that way because I want to follow Yeshua. And what does Yeshua say? He says, don't follow, follow the, Pharise the Pharisees, you know, those whitewashed tombs. Don't follow them. We need to follow those who trust in Yeshua. And more than anything, we want to be empowered by the Spirit. So if words are coming forth, and those words that are coming forth are not in line with the Scripture, what are we going to believe? The teaching of man or the teaching of the Word? So we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us into truth, to protect us in the midst of the truth. We talked yesterday, you know, about how the church today, they want to proclaim that uh, Shavuot, or as they call Pentecost 50, they want to proclaim it, as the birthday of the church. But it's so important when we're dealing with tradition that we start speaking the truth. And when you know the truth, how can we go back and teach a lie? What we see in the events, at Acts chapter 2, of the outpouring of the Spirit, it resembles exactly what happens in, you know, Exodus chapter 19 and 20 at Mount Sinai. That's where we see it. We see the tongues of fire, the thunder, the shout of Yehovah that comes forth. All those things are there. The blowing of the violent winds, 
that came from heaven and filled the whole place where they were sitting. Hallelujah. Let me just get uh, this version here. Let's just have a look. Uh, just just talk amongst yourself for a minute. <laughs> okay, excellent. Right, just got that there. It's nice to have some different versions, isn't it? You know, I you know look, I I minister from the NIV, but what I do is you know I've got notes everywhere on things that I change. You know, trying to get it to some form of biblical correctness. You'd think I would just go to other versions. But listen, in my study, I use all different types of versions. You know, one of my favorites is the scriptures. And I encourage you, if you're looking for a good version to read, the scriptures is a great version. I love the scriptures version. I always have that uh, with me. And I'm always referring, uh, looking through that version. And, you know, just looking at different versions. I go online and I'm breaking down different versions so the reason why I speak on a regular basis from the NIV is because I've preached uh, as this as a basis for, you know, 40 years, you know. Yes, I understand the limitations. Yes, I understand the limitations on many translations. But, uh, you know, we just it's just a translation I'm used to and I'm used to changing things around and you know, there might be some things that uh, the translation is not good and I don't recognize um, the break in that translation. But just through daily study and through being a student of the Word, we start to find uh, problems within the versions that we're reading. Um, you know, and we work it out. Like, look at the King James Version. It's got the word Easter in there. What's that doing in the Scriptures? Huh? Hallelujah. Anyway, let's just have a shout out. We've got Trudy in Jamaica. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. We've got um, Marcella uh, as well with us. Welcome. Um, thanks for joining with us. It's great to have you here. Hallelujah. Um, I was just checking, make sure we had sound. Eh? Yeah, we do have sound. That's a good thing, isn't it? The other day we had the first five minutes, no sound. <laughs> okay. Oh. Trudy says she uses the scriptures. It's a good uh, um, rendering. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's a good version. So, you know, just look out there for different versions. You know, try to stay with something a little bit stabilized, something that, you know, look, I don't like to read the these and the nows and the old English. You know, that's not how we talk today. And even when I'm prophesying, I'm not saying, Thus saith the Lord. You know, I'm speaking in the modern English language. So anyway, some of the traditions we look at is, was the church born? Well, here's the key. Here's the key to this. If the church was born, that means Yeshua brought a new religion. And I don't know about you, but one thing I know about Yeshua, I know he didn't come here to bring a new religion. He, he came to renew the covenant. He came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He came to bring the gospel of the kingdom. So the gospel of the kingdom goes from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. The gospel that was preached to Abraham is the same gospel that Yeshua preached. Hallelujah. So he didn't preach a different gospel. He didn't preach a foreign gospel to the Father. He didn't come to do his thing and start a new thing. No, he came to bring restoration because there was brokenness, because there was divorce, because there was rebellion and separation. And that's why we want to 
cleanse ourselves. We want to be purified. And through the 50 days, for, ev- for all of you who have been with us through the 50 days, maybe you've been there every day. Maybe you've been there for some of the days. You know, what a journey we have had. But what's been the focus of our journey each day? Father, purify us. We want to align ourselves. So as we come to Shavuot, we can receive power from on high. So this morning at 9 o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm just in that place in prayer this morning, just recognizing that this was the actual time on Shavuot when the outpouring of the Spirit took place. It was 9 a.m. in the morning or just before 9 a.m. All of a sudden, there's a commotion going on. uh, And they're like, oh, these guys are drunk. You know, they must be drunk. And, uh, you know, Peter stands up and he says they can't be drunk because it's only nine in the morning, you know. So anyway, we want to deal with the tradition. Was the church born? Listen, if you get church culture in you, you can be born again of the spirit. But, you know, there's a shaking that needs to take place. We have got to get pagan Christianity out of our experience so we can see correctly so we can see the word correctly you know i am not against the church or the people in the church i'm against the systems i'm against the terminologies that we use and when i share with pastors i say listen wake up call yourself a fellowship but you know there's no such thing as church that's buying into the deception so be a fellowship of believers but you don't want to be a church. And the reason for that is the word has been added in to Scripture. The word is ecclesia. And in Hebrew, the kehalah. You know, so what is it? It is the assembly. And when we go back to first mentions, it takes us to where? All the way back to Mount Sinai. Hallelujah. So we want to be a fellowship of believers. But the whole plan of tradition and religion is to rob you of your identity, to make you think that you're part of this move called the church. You know, the church is the body of Christ. Anyone heard that? You know, who is the body of Christ? It is Israel. It's not the church. Oh, brother, well, don't you know, you know, God, you know, God the Father was married to Israel at Mount Sinai, and Yeshua, Jesus, he's married to the church. <coughs> so after his resurrection, you know, we're born again, and we become part of the bride of Christ. The bride of God is Israel. It's the Jews. They're the bride of God. You know, but we have replacement theology when people are dealing with the Jews because right back there at Mount Sinai, it wasn't the Jews. The Jews were there, but it was the whole house of Israel. And guess what? There was also the multitude of nations who came out of Egypt with them. They were the wise ones that said, hey, you know, look at what's happening here. You know, I'm getting out of here. I'm following these people. These people have a God that's so powerful that they're destroying Pharaoh. I'm going with them. I'm going to follow them. I'm not going to sit under the covering of Pharaoh any longer or the religions of this world. I'm going to hold my allegiance to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah. So we recognize the, the position of who we are. What's your identity? You cannot be a Gentile Christian. Okay? 
You can't be a Gentile Christian because you can't be of the nations without covenant. You have to be grafted in. So you can't find in the scripture a covenant for the Gentiles other than Jeremiah chapter 31. And that covenant is with what? It's with two parties, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. That is what the covenant is for. And some people say, well, the covenant we have in the New Testament is the blood of Jesus. That's the covenant we have. Well, let me tell you something. Even in marriage, it's the blood that seals the covenant. His blood was shed. You know, his blood was shed for the covenant, but it confirms the covenant, you know. So we've got to get to the place where we recognize that we have to be grafted in. If Abraham is your father, you know, Yeshua is his seed, then we are born again of the Spirit. But where does the breakdown take place? As we start to study in Shavuot, as we go through the breakdown, and we shared this the other day, you know, at Mount Sinai, it's about the marriage. Now, how many people in the land of Israel, how many Mercianic believers here in the land of Israel do not understand the marriage that took place at Mount Sinai? You know, we've been separated from connecting the whole book together. We've come to the place where we have the Old Testament and we have the New Testament. You know, the Jews are in the Old and they're under the law. Oh, the heavy law. Oh, the burden of the law. But hallelujah, we're in the New Testament. We're filled with grace. So we can live like hell and repent and it's all going to be okay because Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him do come. <laughs> we are weak and he is strong. I forgot, I'm messing up the words, aren't I? Yes, Yeshua loves me. You know, but that's not how it works. No, if you love me, obey my commands. So you think the commands of Yeshua are different from the commands of the Father? Oh, yes, brother. Don't you know Yeshua says, A new command I give you. Love the Lord thy God and serve him only. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are not new commands. He is renewing. It's renewing. And, and, you know, even today, some people struggle with the renew because of false teachings within Hebraic um, roots movements, uh, leaders, and the things that, a lot of things that they teach. They want to bring uh, the Levitical order in hard, which was an order that came in temporarily for what purpose? You know, until... The, the true sacrifice came because of the golden calf. The true sacrifice had to come. So, you know, they were shedding the blood of animals as a covering, as a temporary relief until the Messiah came. It's a temporal order. So who is Yeshua? He doesn't come in the Levitical order or the Levitical priesthood. He comes in the order of Melchizedek. The order of righteousness, the righteous king. Hallelujah. So we've got to, you know, shake up some of these traditional understandings and what we see. But here's the sad fact is we don't understand who married Israel at Mount Sinai. And, you know, it has to be Yeshua. Yeshua has to marry Israel at Mount Sinai or the scriptures don't work. 
You know, if you can't get the thread to go from Genesis to Revelation, then something's wrong within our theology. We have got to be able to break down the word of Yehovah. We have got to get to the place where we recognize, especially at this feast. Man, this is a, such an important feast. You know, we have Sukkot. What's Sukkot? It's the wedding supper of the Lamb. You know, how, you know man, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for the wedding supper of the Lamb when the whole house of Israel are uh, in full marriage with who? The Messiah. Let the bride say, come. Let the bride of the Lamb say, come, Yeshua HaMashiach, come. So you might be watching tonight and you're thinking, well, you know, I just don't agree with that. That's, you know, oh, you know, that's so offensive. That's so offensive. Well, let me ask you a question. Who are the people getting saved in Acts chapter 2? If it actually states, it says who they are, who does it say they are? Verse 5 of Acts chapter 2. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So that was those who were in covenant and those who had been grafted in as well. Okay, so but um, let's have a look here. What does it say? Yeah, so, you know, what what we want to take from this and what we want to get from this, we understand that here are Jewish people at the time of Shavuot at Pentecost at the outpouring of the Spirit. What's the message that Peter is preaching? You know, he preaches this very clearly in verse 38 of Acts chapter 2. What does he say? He says, okay, you're all Jewish. You don't need to repent. <laughs> no, he says, repent and be mikvahed, every single one of you, in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, for what? The forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you do not repent, if you do not receive Yeshua, you know, for the forgiveness of your sins, you are not going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So we've got to be those who come to Messiah. It's, salvation is free. It is by grace that you have been saved. Come on. Come and receive from Him. Father, we receive salvation. We receive deliverance. We want to be born again of the Spirit. We repent of our sins. We turn around and we come to you. We don't know how to walk away. All that we know is that we have to cast our sins upon you. So it, repentance is not just, I'm sorry. That, that's not what repentance is. It's way deeper than just, I'm sorry. So what is repentance? It means to turn around and come back to who you are called to be. You cannot get what? Forgiveness just by saying you're sorry. Well, I'm sorry. You know, but where, where does forgiveness come? You have to come to Yeshua because it's his cleansing blood that's atoning for you. It's his cleansing blood that's paid the price for your freedom. He has paid the price for you and I. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, is there a shout out coming from anywhere out there? <laughs> you know, we rejoice in Yeshua. We have come to the place where we are repentant, that we are pressing in. And if you make a mistake, you know, 
If your heart, look, if you're genuinely going out making mistakes and you're saying, you know what, God, I don't really care about you and I'm just going to do my thing. You know, you've got to get to the place where you come back to the right mind. You've got to renew your mind and come back. Why are you screaming out against God? Why are you angry with God? Why do you hate God? What's going on within your mind? You need to, you need to stop and surrender. You know, it just reminds me of, you know, when you get a wild dog and you're, you're trying to catch it to save it from danger and you put it on a lead, it's going crazy. It's like, I hate you. I want to kill you. Let me out of here. I've got to go. Then all of a sudden they start to realize that that leash that, the, that you have around that wild dog's neck, they start to realize, wait a second, your intent is not to harm me. Your intent is to protect me. And that's who Yeshua is. His intent is not to harm you, but when you look at, uh, you know, the Father through the perfection of who he is, you think, how can I come to this place? You know, how did Isaiah deal with it? In Isaiah chapter 6, you know, just turn there a second, you know, because it's relevant to what we're saying on the commission of Isaiah. What did he say? At the sound of the voices... Uh, the doorposts and the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of what? Unclean lips. So even if you think you're perfect, even if you think you're right, your perfection and your self-righteousness is as filthy rags in the presence of Yehovah. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King of Yehovah Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew uh, with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken uh, with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for hallelujah so yeshua he became the ultimate sacrifice he became the sacrifice to set us free so the events that we see at mount sinai are not from the traditional events of the birthing of the church no it's it's an example of what's taken place in the book of exodus it's no coincidence that 3,000 were added. It's no coincidence that everyone heard um, uh, the gospel, heard the word in their own languages. And it goes through from, you know, verse 6. It says, there were God-fearing uh, Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard the sound... The crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard them speaking in their own language. And, you know, you hear people teaching, well, you know, uh, there's 120 of them, but you look at all the different languages that represented. Well, how many people were grouped together speaking one language? Do you really think that that's what was taking place? I don't believe that they were speaking in foreign tongues. Because if they were all speaking in foreign tongues, it goes against the very assignment that uh, took place at the Tower of Babel. Because the speaking in foreign languages was a curse to bring division, to bring separation. 
And we don't serve a God that's bringing division and separation when he's pouring out his spirit. He's bringing unity. He's bringing us together. Harima sakura masita. So when we were speaking in tongues, and when they were speaking in tongues, and they were in one sound, they were in unity, they were in unison, they were proclaiming the very what? The words of Yehovah. That's what we read in uh, Corinthians. Is it First uh, Corinthians chapter 2 or Second Corinthians chapter 2? Oh, I think it is. Hold on. First Corinthians chapter 2. You know, we have the mind of Messiah. Why? Verse 10. Because Elohim has revealed it to us by his Spirit. That when we are praying in the Spirit, we are praying the perfect will of Yehovah. We are proclaiming the perfect will of Yehovah. So it's no surprise that when they were coming together and they were singing in the Spirit, proclaiming in the Spirit, that all of a sudden the multitudes, those who were around them, started to hear the truth being spoken in their own language that makes perfect sense to me it makes a lot more sense than some miracle of uh, of all these different languages you know you know as if they were all grouped together no they were on one accord they were in unity they were all they had tongues of fire uh, upon their heads they were being purified you know, it was about the marriage. It was about the sanctification. You know, when the fire of God comes, it's not going to consume, uh, you know, that which is perfect. It's not going to consume it. We see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where are they? In the midst of the flames of the fire. Yet the flames are not harming them. But those who were not of Yehovah, they were being burnt. They were being killed, trying to throw them in to the fire. And when Nebuchadnezzar says, come out. I see four men in the flames come out. And when they came out, their clothes didn't even smell of smoke. They were unharmed because they were protected. At Mount Sinai, there was the fire, there was the thunder, and the noise of Yehovah speaking. It waxed loud when Yeshua was mikvahed. You know, the father said, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And some people, all they heard was thunder. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. You know, we've got to get to the place where we break the traditions of Catholicism. You know, we've got to stop visiting the upper room and proclaiming that this is where the Holy Spirit was poured out. Do you really believe that the Holy Spirit was poured out in an upper room with 120 people? They were just all gathered in the upper room at 9 o'clock in the morning. Where do you think they were meant to be at 9 a.m. in the morning? They were meant to be at morning prayers. And, you know, that's what time they went to prayer at the temple every day in the morning. But guess what? It's Shavuot. So if there's ever a day to be on time for morning prayers in the, in the courts of the temple in Jerusalem, it would certainly be this day. Hallelujah. So let's position things in the correct category. It does not say in the scripture that they were in the upper room or in a upper room. This is tradition. And, if, you know, if we want to be speakers of truth, then let's deal with tradition and stop. Pre you know, what is tradition when it's not based on the word? It's a lie. So stop speaking lies. Why? Because we have a spirit of truth. If the spirit of truth is in you, we cannot live on the basis of tradition. Now, it doesn't say that in the temple courts. 
But it doesn't say that in the upper room. It says when the day of Pentecost, verse 1, came, they were all together where? In one place. So what we've got to do is we've got to go and have a look around the scriptures and try and identify what's taking place. You know, they were together in one place. Now here's another thing to look at. If they all heard them uh, speaking the, the gospel and proclaiming the truth, what does it say? They were amazed and perplexed and asked one another, what does this mean? Uh, where is it when they heard? Do, do, do. They all heard the sound. The crowd came together because they heard them speaking in their own language. <clears throat> Aren't these men all Galileans? How is it that we hear them in our native language? So the miracle is not in the speaking, but the miracle is in the hearing. Now, I don't know if you have recognized anything or not about me, but I'm Scottish. Anyone recognize that? You know, I have a Scottish accent somewhat. Apart from when I go home, they're like, what are you doing? You didn't speak properly. You, you forget how to speak Scottish or something. But the reality is I'm Scottish. And just think about who you are and where you're from. But, you know, when the Ruach HaKodesh is speaking to me, when he's speaking to me, I am hearing him speak Scottish. He's speaking Scottish. He's identifying with me. I know the voice of the Spirit, but when the voice of the Spirit is speaking with me, he's speaking to me in Scottish. And how do I know this? Because I used to live in Spain 30 years ago, and I was mastering and learning Spanish, speaking in Spanish. One time the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, spoke to me in Spanish. Oh boy, I was shocked. I was shocked. I just heard the Ruach HaKodesh speak to me in Spanish. It was probably Scottish-Spanish mixed together, you know? But it was a shock. Why was it a shock? I'm like, wow. You know, I was I was doing so much speaking in Spanish that the Ruach HaKodesh decided to communicate with me in Spanish. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Everybody knows the Holy Spirit's Scottish. But let me tell you something. What's your testimony? How are you hearing the voice of the Spirit? You're hearing the voice of the Spirit in your language and in your di uh, dialect. You know, if I'm in the room of a, a Hebrew-speaking Israeli, an Arab, a Spaniard, a Mexican, a Italian, Scottish, English, Irish, Swedish, <laughs> Portuguese, if there's people of multi-languages there and they're receiving words and there's different interpreters, how are they hearing the Holy Spirit? They are hearing the Holy Spirit speak to them in their language. So when the power, when the power comes out at Mount Sinai, when it waxed louder and it waxed louder, it was a multitude. It wasn't just Hebrew speakers. It's a multitude. And what did they hear? Now, it doesn't say this in the literal translation. It doesn't say it. We see it more from Jewish tradition. But the question is, you know, what did I say at the beginning? Let's look at tradition. Is it good tradition? Is it bad tradition? Can it weigh up? Can we see a pattern of how it's formed within the scriptures? Or do we see something very contrary to uh, the tradition in the scriptures? If we're seeing it contrary to the scriptures, then we've got to take a stand back and say, I'm going to follow the word. But, you know, one thing we know that when... The Tower of Babel, when the languages uh, 
you know, when, when God scattered the people, if you are of one mind of one of one accord, you will accomplish anything you put your hand to. So what were they seeking to do in building the Tower of Babel? They were seeking to build the tower so tall, so high up to the heavens, basically as a statement to God, it doesn't matter what you try to do against us, we are greater and we will stand. Even if you flood the earth, you know, we're going to have our tower that's going to be high that we could even survive that because there's nothing that we don't put our minds to that we can't accomplish. And in that place of rebellion, what did Yahovah do? He confused them. He spread them out so they couldn't understand. They couldn't walk together. Well, the spirit of Yahovah is unity. The spirit of Yahovah is not a spirit of confusion. It's not a spirit of division. Hallelujah. He brings us to a place of unity. So, you know... Why do I believe that they didn't speak in foreign languages? Yes, I've witnessed and been in places where someone has had a tongue and someone has said, I heard them speaking in my language. Now, but here's, here's the bottom line. It wasn't recorded. I don't know if they were speaking in, you know, uh, Brazilian Spanish. I didn't know. But that's what that foreigner said. They heard the gospel being proclaimed in their language. And we can go on and we can read, read accounts. We can find testimonies where people have heard uh, people speak in their own language. If I don't know what to say and I'm with foreigners, maybe we should just start speaking in tongues. You know, when I don't know what to do, when I'm asking the Father and I'm pressing in an intercessory prayer and I'm just asking for the wisdom of the Spirit, I'll start speaking in tongues. But then I'm also going to ask the Holy Spirit to give me the interpretation. Why? I need to know the mind of Messiah. I need to know the thoughts of Yehovah. Am I walking in the right way? The greatest revelations I've ever received through the scriptures has come about through prayer walking and praying in the Spirit. So this morning, me and Joey Jack Russell, the Kelev, the dog, we went out on our long distance walk. I had to kick him out of bed, you know just after 9 o'clock this morning, you know, 9.30, after I was celebrating and praising Yehovah for the outpouring of the Spirit at 9 a.m. And listen, I want to go back to that a second. I don't, I don't want to get off the, the mix of that. But, you know, me and Joy, we went on a couple of hours walk and we're down the beach and walking down the viaduct. And what was I doing on this walk? I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm proclaiming in the Spirit. I'm lifting up His name. I'm saying, thank you, Father, for this day. And I'm going to speak forth your word. I'm going to speak forth in tongues and rejoice. Thank you for the outpouring of the Spirit, for the tongues of fire. Hallelujah. And that's what we need. We need tongues of fire. So it came upon their heads. But you, you can speak with the fire of Yehovah. We can proclaim with the fire of Yehovah. You have authority. Hallelujah. In the Ruach HaKodesh. Thank you, Father. So what do we see within the scriptures? You know, if you go to the uh, Acts chapter 3, one things we see on the miracle of the healing of the lame man Peter and John went to town. They met a young man on his way. <laughs> so one day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer 
at three in the afternoon. So we knew, or we know, that uh, the apostles and the believers of Yeshua, they were going up to the temple at the times of prayer. So the morning prayers are 9 a.m. The afternoon prayers are 3 p.m. And then you have the evening prayers, or it usually goes on to evening prayers. But uh, it's amazing to see that we can see in this account that uh, the outpouring of the Spirit, you know, if they were in the upper room, if they were in the upper room, if you go to Jerusalem, go to the place called the upper room, you're just walking into a religious site. You're not walking into a biblical site. You're walking into a religious site. And when you go to that upper room, let me tell you something. You can have 120 people up there singing with your guitars, doing your stuff, you know. And it's not going to be affecting that many people on the streets, you know, even if there weren't, weren't windows. But how can so many people have been impacted, you know, to such a level that when Peter stands up to speak, what takes place? 3,000 are added. Man, I'm telling you. He was right in the place, in the midst of the crowd. This was a demonstration publicly. This was a demonstration. You know, when they they came to the, you know, they were in one place, they came to the place of prayer. It was a demonstration. And Peter was able to stand up, raise his voice. He wasn't hanging out the window, or the window, uh, you know, hole, you know. Oh, brothers, no glass back in those days. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I just I just want us to get to that place where we say, you know what, how does the Ruach HaKodesh speak to me? How does he speak to me? So when I get interpretations of the tongues, how do I hear it? You know, if someone else is speaking in tongues and I'm getting the interpretation, what am I doing? Am I hearing? Am I receiving a translation from another language? Am I hearing it in my language? When they're speaking in tongues and I've got interpretation of tongues, what's taking place in that moment? You know, it's interpretation of tongues. I am hearing in my language. So it doesn't matter if they're from Papua New Guinea. It doesn't matter if they're (laughs) from anywhere in the world. If they're praying in the Spirit and I'm getting the interpretation... You know, and and I use this gift all the time, you know, when I'm out. And, you know, I'd even have staff members working with me on projects here in Israel. And I'd be in meetings with lawyers and going through paperwork and stuff. And while they're all talking in Hebrew and, you know, I'm not understanding what's being said, I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm asking the Father for the interpretation. And then we come out the meeting and my assistant would say to me, well, let me just tell you what happened. And I'd say, well, before you tell me what happened, how about I tell you what I think happened? All right, okay. And then I share with her what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. And then she's like, oh, wow, man, you're getting pretty good at your Hebrew. No, I'm just good at cheating because we can ask the Holy Spirit. That's what I love about walking in the Spirit. You know, he reveals truth. You don't have, don't worry about what you're going to say. Open your mouth and let him fill your mouth. So as we come together, we don't know what we're coming together. You know, you know what, what's my notes for today? The miracle is in the hearing and not in the speaking. That's my notes. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's, well, I've, yeah, I'm, I've got all these notes here too. Oh, thank you, Father, for your word, that your word is alive. 
So come on, will you be filled? Don't leave until you receive power from on high. Listen, don't go about the works of Yahovah. Don't go about the works of the Spirit without receiving power from on high. Receive the power from on high and you will witness transformation. Why? Because we have uh, the miracle that takes place at the barley harvest and we have the miracle that takes place at the wheat harvest and we see these first fruits coming together as one. This is a time for us to give offering. This is a time for us to stand in the gap and to rejoice before the Father at the great things he has done for us. But I don't want any of you to leave this moment without receiving power from on high. What's your testimony today? Have you been encouraged in the word? Have you been encouraged in his presence? Have you received a key word from Yehovah today? What's he saying to you? Is he speaking to you? Is he ministering to you? Just lift your hands before him right now. Father, we just come before you and we ask that you make for us with the Ruach HaKodesh and with fire. That you will baptize Yeshua with the Holy Spirit and fire. The tongues of fire are upon our lives. We want to be your witness. We want to be everything that you have called us to be. We want to be set apart and holy in your sight. So, Father, strip us of all of our weakness in the flesh and strengthen us by your Spirit. We choose to receive power from on high tonight in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're not finished yet. You know, look, it's about coming to a place of testimony. I'm sharing with you some testimony of Shavuot, of speaking in tongues and and just speaking out the word of Yehovah. And, you know, you can go on and do some studies and, and start looking at, at uh, different places of, uh, you know, how, how do you think Shavuot took place? Do you think it's in the upper room? Do you think it's in the temple courts? Well, you know, you can go forth and you can read uh, the Acts chapter 2. You know, I just want to get some points out so we can get this message home so that we can be students of the word that we can yield to the Holy Spirit but also we've got to challenge tradition we've got to challenge it when people are speaking tradition you've got to say look why are we saying that are we following Catholicism Protestant Catholicism uh, Judaism Messianic Judaism Rabbinical Judaism we're not called to follow religious practices we're called to walk in the spirit may the father strip us of all of the things that are not of him so that we can walk in his truth and in his blessing well you know the other day i asked for people to send in videos um, of testimony and i don't know what's going on maybe you're just all scared to get some videos done you know it's 2020 come on when are we just going to start interacting here well anyway lola she sent uh, a testimony uh, Lola is part of our group here she's in Florida and uh, Lola I appreciate what you sent she sent a testimony of a video that she shot uh, a few years back and it's of a painting and Lola paints and she paints by the spirit and she paints uh, a bit of testimony 
And I want you to experience that testimony uh, right now. So I'm just going to play out this video and then I'm going to share just an edifying word of release over this Shavuot that we're just going to put over the airwaves right now on this broadcast as well. So I'm just going to pass it over to this video with Lola. Thank you, Lola, for sending it in. So this is Beauty for Ashes. And this is another one of those paintings that the Lord inspired me to paint in the middle of a meeting that had nothing to do with this, as the Lord does. And the idea was to, the vision I got was everything going up in flames, literally the destruction and the smoke, instead of dissipating into nothing, turning into this whirlwind, into the swell of, of a whirlwind and bursting into flowers, into life, into gold, into glory. And this is a story of salvation. And this happens because of this, of the Holy Spirit, the, 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 uh, the Spirit of God, the power of God, and Jesus Christ. And they're represented by the doves, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, swirling this smoke, this mess up in resurrection power and bursting life. And that's what this is. And this is my story. This is my journey into resurrection. This is my journey into salvation. I was here in the bottom, right there. Everything I knew went up in flames. As I, everything I thought I understood went up in flames. But instead of it all going up in smoke, the Lord turned it into beauty and gave me beauty for ashes. And each one of these flowers I painted at a specific time each one represents, I believe, something I'm yet to accomplish, something wonderful, something glorious that I'm yet to accomplish. And um, the sun, there's the sun right there. The son of man, Jesus, is in there. And the gold, of course, represents the Holy Spirit pouring through everything, you know, just breathing life and glory of God into everything. So this is my story. This is beauty for ashes, just like in the word of God. The Lord gives beauty for ashes. He certainly has given me beauty for ashes and I'm very grateful. I pray you receive beauty for ashes. In Jesus name, amen. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Lola. Beauty for ashes. What a blessing. What an awesome painting. <clears throat> so complex there and detailed to your testimony. And, uh, you know, I hope you all enjoyed that. What a, what a blessing. What a great testimony. And we just speak blessing over your life. And uh, we thank you for sharing that message. We've been given beauty for ashes. Man, I tell you. Yeah, we're started at the bottom of that image, you know, in darkness and in nothing and just being raised up in Messiah. Hallelujah. What a great testimony. I love that picture. Thank you, Father. Hope you enjoyed that. So, look, that's the, that's the only person who sent in any video, you know. 
I, I was kind of disappointed. I thought we were going to get a few videos coming in, but that's okay. You know, I hope we'll see videos coming in at other events. And, and listen, you know, the, the purpose of us coming together is to be a community and to share and to minister. And I pray that just with what Lola did and, and what she shared, she might have shot that and filmed it uh, a while back, a few years ago, but it's so relevant to today. And if you have a short little message that you feel you want to share with the community as we are involved in daily devotion, then send in those few-minute videos. Send them in, and we can add them into our fellowship together. You know, if someone has a revelation, the one who is speaking needs to be quiet, and the one with revelation come forth. That's why we encourage you. We want to interact. So if you have something you want to send, uh, just send it in. And we will add it um, because, you know, it's not just about what the Father's doing in my life. It's what is the Father doing in our lives together as we minister in Messiah. Thank you, Father. Well, what I'm going to share now, I'm going to share this message, which, you know, I've been praying over. And I had no release to uh, film it until this afternoon. Um I had many of the, the words prepared. I switched my cameras on about three times to film it before over the last few weeks. And uh, I just had no release. I just, uh, I just it, you know, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, not now, not now. It needs to be delivered on the day. It has to be delivered on Shavuot. You know, it wasn't something that could just be canned uh, a week, a few weeks before. It had to be delivered and be spoken out on the feast. And that's what was so important of it. Um, so anyway, I just want to share this word with you. And uh, then we'll come back and we'll have a time of prayer. So just uh, stand by. I'm just going to go change my shirt. And here we go. <laughs> okay. Shalom. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the spirit on this day of first fruits. We give glory to Yehovah. It's a day of invitation. We're called to be around the fire, but not just any fire. It's the fire of Elohim Most High. The fire goes before him. I love what we read in Psalm 97. It says, The Lord reigns. Yehovah reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. The fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. We have protection in the name of Yehovah. We are called to proclaim the name of Yehovah for such a time as this. The Father says, I'm the same God. I am never changing. And I call you this day to align with me. We are called to align with him. That's what the feast days are all about. Being in the heartbeat of Yehovah in his timing and his alignment. Are you fully persuaded of whom you are in Yeshua the Messiah? In Romans chapter 4 it says, Being fully persuaded that Elohim had power to do what he had promised. He's a faithful God. He's never changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Micah chapter 3, it's in, in Malachi chapter 3, it says this, See, I send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly 
that the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says Yehovah Almighty. Where did the outpouring of the Spirit take place? It didn't take place in the upper room. It took place in the courts of the temple. Hallelujah. It's the day of first fruits, Isaiah chapter 42. This is what Elohim, the Lord, says. The creator of the heavens who stretched them out, who spread out the earth with all that springs from it. Hallelujah. Who gave breath to its people. Thank you, Father, for the breath and life to those who walk in it. We have been given breath and life in the natural, but we are called to be born again of the Spirit. I, Yehovah, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hands. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the nations. It is all about my covenant, says Yehovah, as we stand in this place, as we stand in this feast day. Verse 7, to open the eyes that are blind, to free the captives from prison, and to release from the, drunk, the dungeons those who sit in darkness. I am Yehovah, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. Hallelujah. See, the former things have taken place. We can trust him. We can trust him because of what he has done in the past. He's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare before they spring into being. I announce them. It is time for us to shout to Yehovah. Let's stand on this feast day, on the Feast of Weeks. It's Shavuot. Hallelujah. Fifty days from one harvest to the next, from one firstfruits to the next firstfruits. Wait for the gift from the Father given on the Holy Feast of Shavuot. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Ruach HaKodesh. Don't leave this day without being mikvahed in the presence of Yehovah. Yeshua ascended to the Father. We read in John chapter 20, verse 17. The first fruits were not over. It was the beginning and the day of new beginnings. It came 50 days later at the giving of the Holy Spirit. So we see he was lifted up. He was the first fruits from the dead. Hallelujah. The curse of death is broken. Hallelujah. He has risen. We can now walk into what's known as eternal life. Thank you, Father. We can be born again of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Then 50 days later, what takes place? That's Revelation. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 you know that he is the first fruits from the dead 50 days later what do we see Leviticus 20, uh, 23 verse 9 to 11 it's the first fruits of the harvest it's the day we count 50 days we have the first fruits of the barley harvest we wave them before the father now we have the first fruits of the wheat harvest and we don't wave the sheaves before him but we make the bread it's a new day it's a new release. It's time for us to partake of the blessings of Yehovah. It's time for us to recognize that the Ruach HaKodesh has been poured out for the purpose. There's 120 people received the fire, the mikvah of the Spirit, and they proclaim the gospel of the kingdom boldly. It's a day for us to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom boldly. 50 also represents the Jubilee. What's the Jubilee? It's deliverance 
and freedom from burden. It's deliverance. Yehovah says, I have come to set the captives free. I've come to bring transformation. Today, the Father is saying, rise up, O body of Messiah. Rise up and be who I've called you to be. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9, it says, my soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. Do you long for him? Are you yearning for him? Why? When your judgments come upon the earth, the people of the Lord, they learn righteousness. Let's release the righteousness of Yehovah over this generation. We are the first fruits of Yehovah. And this is the day of the harvest. This is the day of the harvest. Come on, come into the place of the mikvah of the Holy Spirit. Rise up, O man and woman of Yehovah. This is the day to rise up and become all that he has called us to be. Let's be carriers of righteousness, carriers of the gospel of the kingdom. I want to thank you for watching. Have a blessed day on this Shavuot. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you that your word is truth. I hope you enjoyed that uh, word of declaration. We want to get the word out for his word is truth. And uh, we will have that released on uh, our social media channels. It's already on YouTube. Let me just give you the feed for that and feel free to share it on YouTube somewhere. Let me see where it is. I'll have to go find it actually because um, it's not been added to oh here it is okay let me just give you the feed there's the feed for it there I'll just drop it into the feed so you have that that's a 6 minute 46 second message of just sharing of declaration for the feast of Shavuot hallelujah I just want to pull up on a couple of points on what we share in there just as we come to the close of our time together um, Malachi chapter 3 what an amazing portion of scripture you know uh, especially when what we're doing is we're seeing uh, the coming of Yohanan ben Zechariah John the Baptist the preparation of his coming uh, to prepare the way of Yeshua and here we are <coughs> today our job is to prepare the way of Yeshua hallelujah that's exactly what we're called to do. We're called to prepare the way of Yeshua for the second coming. Amen? You know, we've got to receive power from on high to do what? To be witnesses. Uh, to be his witnesses. There's some things we might look at in a second. But it says in uh, verse 1 of Malachi chapter 3, See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly... The Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says Yehovah Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. That's what a contrast, eh? refiner's fire or a laundering soap you know the soap you know cleaning all the dirt washing the clothes what's it doing it's saying you're going to be able to reference this right back to mount sinai when the fire comes he's going to appear the fire's going to come the launderer's soap you're going to get cleaned up he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver 
He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then Yehovah will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness and offerings in uh, Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to Yehovah as in the days gone by as in former years. So I will come near to you for uh, judgment. I will be quick to test against sorcerers, adulterers, um, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress uh, widows and the fatherless and deprive aliens of justice. But do not fear me, says Yehovah Almighty. I, Yehovah, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. He doesn't change. He is ever the same. So you want to get on the right side of Yehovah, you want to be in a place of blessing, then you've got to do what? Choose life. Deuteronomy chapter uh, 28. That's what we talked about earlier, you know, last week or whenever it was, when we read through the promises. Recognize what the Father says about you. But if we're going to walk in the ways of evil, then we should expect to see the judgment of Yehovah come against us. But if we choose to lay our evil practices down and come under the blood of Messiah, we walk into his blessing. So what does Malachi chapter 3 talk about? It goes on to do with robbery. It goes on, you're stealing, the, you're, you're stealing your offerings. You're robbing from your tithes and offerings. You're not giving that to Yehovah which belongs to him. And I just want to encourage you, as we are praising Yehovah in the midst of Shavuot, we're saying, thank you, we receive power from on high, but don't rob from Yehovah. What does he require of you? Well, we see tithes, we see offerings, the giving of our first fruits. We see that written in the scripture. But guess what? You know, he requires our life. Don't rob from Yehovah and not surrender your all. Why? Because the Father wants your blessing. Obedience is better than sacrifice. He's not saying you've got to give to me because he's poor. You know, God's not poor. He's not asking you to give for that reason. He's saying if you give, if you pour out of who you are, it will be a blessing unto you. Why? Because it means we respect you, Father. We respect you. We walk in your ways. We choose to be obedient because you have, you know, you, you have our heart at, at mind. You know, you are considering us. You're looking at how can we walk in the fullness of the blessing. And the Father wants you and I to walk in the fullness of the blessing. And I encourage you, align yourself in Yehovah so you can walk in the fullness of the blessing. But we are called to prepare the way. We're called to speak forth his word at such a time as this. Um, just want to go to the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 1. You know, we talked about uh, the word church does not exist within your Bible. It's the word assembly. So it's not to the seven churches. It's to the seven assemblies. So we have the seven weeks, and then we have the seven candlesticks of the assemblies, the seven fellowships, the seven assemblies. To the seven assemblies in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Yeshua the Messiah 
who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Hallelujah. To him who loves us and who has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom of priests to serve the uh, Yehovah, the, the, our Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So we are called to be a kingdom of priests. We're called to take up our position that we, uh, you know, we didn't get because of the golden calf. It was given to the Levites. But what's taking place in Revelation is talking about you will take up your position again as uh, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And we will take up our position. And, you know, we've got to be trained into those positions. You know, you don't just get released to walk in priestly uh, order. We've got to grow up into the priestly way, into the priestly lifestyle. Hallelujah. Anyway, I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word. I think that's been about an hour. I've really enjoyed our fellowship tonight. I've really enjoyed the last 50 days, the feasts, Passover, hallelujah. I enjoyed it right from my time in isolation, preparation for Passover, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, counting of the Omar, (laughs) Shavuot, first fruits of the wheat harvest, and, you know, what does the wheat sheaves do? You know, the wheat and the tares, the, the, the tares grow up together. And when, when the enemy sowed the seed of uh, the tares amongst the wheat, the weeds, the, the, he said to the, the, the workers, don't go and uproot and try and get the weeds out because you don't know until they're fully grown. And how do you know what's wheat and what's tares? Because the wheat when it's ready, will bow down and the tares will remain strong. And you can pull the tares out and leave the wheat because it's that which is bowing down. When it's ripe, it bows down. It bows down before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. He is able. Oh, I tell you, be blessed and encouraged. Be strengthened in the King. Expect to have dreams, visions, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Come on. You know, when you're with the assembly, let's prophesy. Let's declare. Let's speak words of wisdom. But listen, in your quiet time in prayer, and even when you come together in prayer meetings, pray in the Spirit. It's okay. Harima takahasha. Father, we thank you for the gift of tongues. We thank you that we can proclaim your perfect will. And just ask the Father for interpretation and recognize that you will receive the miracle of interpretation. But we can be one in him. What an awesome day. What an awesome season. And we're going to keep doing our daily devotions because it's important. We want to stand together for the purpose of seeing his kingdom come and his will done. You know, we're not going to end. We're going to keep pressing forward. So, Father, we pray for our nations right now. We pray for the lost We pray for the brokenhearted. And our call, Father, 
is that you will empower us to be witnesses, that you will empower us to take the message of the gospel of the kingdom. May you break traditions over our lives, Father, lies over our lives, because that's what they are, traditions that aren't according to your word. Good traditions, hold on to them. Bad traditions, Father, they've got to go because they're lies. And help us to be aligned with your word and away from pagan Christianity, away from pagan rabbinical Judaism. <laughs> pagan, yeah, pagan. Where do you think the keeper comes from? You think it comes from uh, Judaism? No, it's pagan. Even paganism is in rabbinical Judaism, Mercianic Judaism. No, we want to walk in his ways. You know, I was looking at a picture the other day of the woman with the issue of blood. And in this picture, they had him with a prayer shawl, Yeshua with a prayer shawl on. And she's trying to touch the hem of the prayer shawl. At Yeshua's time, they didn't have prayer shawls. You know, these are things that have been added uh, so that they can put the tzitzi on the four corners. It's not going to make you any holier if you're wearing your prayer shawl. You know, we have got to be covered by his word, covered in his presence, and empowered by his spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I'm blessed and encouraged in his presence. All right. I'm going to just uh, send my love and appreciation. Let's, uh, let's ask the Father, how do we pursue outreach? How do we pursue witnessing and sharing our faith? And let's share faith together. So if you're watching tonight, you watched Lola's uh, video where she shared her art, her testimony in painting. Lola, thank you so much. That blessed me, and I know it blessed many. If that inspired you, take a few moments and make a video. Share some testimony. Uh, you know, if you don't have a good face for video, <laughs> I'm talking to you, Jerry, out there. You know, uh, just have some pictures and share. You know, give me some audio, things that we can share with others. Share some testimony. Even if you just give me some audio, you want to share a testimony and audio, send it in because we want the community of believers to be encouraged by each other. Hallelujah. So, Jerry, I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, for your audio testimony coming to me. Hallelujah. Anyway, we love and appreciate you all. Until next time, until tomorrow. Shalom, shalom, hallelujah.